Welcome to another episode of The DL. I am your host, Tyler Robertson, the CEO and founder of Diesel Laptops. This is the podcast show where I get to talk about pretty much anything I like, but we mainly try to stay in the realm of things I'm passionate about, truck repair, entrepreneurship. And today I'm going to talk about something that really falls into, into all this. And I think if anybody's listening to this that has any business at all, why Diesel Laptops exists is really two reasons. We're trying to save or make you time or money. That's really what it comes down to. So if you're a mobile guy out there working on a truck, we try to develop solutions and you buy from us because we save you time or money. We give you diagnostic tools, repair information, parts information, diesel technician training. We have a call center staff with IT pros and diesel techs. All those things are there to help you be more efficient so you can be more efficient at your job. And it's not just companies like Diesel Laptops that do that, but you'll find in the things that you do in your business, that's almost everybody you buy from are doing one of those two things. So today I have a very important piece of this, and it's an important piece that I think you're going to come to find out a lot of people are actually missing, and it has to do with basically repair management and, and how you manage your shop and the software you need to build around all of that. So I have two gentlemen here today with Plus.net. So gentlemen, I, I just want to welcome you both to the show. Why don't you give a quick introduction with your names and, and kind of your job titles, and then we'll kind of, we'll kind of fit right into it. And I got to say, too, this is the first time we've ever had two people on the other side of a, a virtual uh, ex, uh, virtual meeting like this. So I'm excited to see how it goes through in the interview. Hi, I'm Mike Chipley. I'm the president of Plus Software. I'm Todd Adams. I'm the vice president of product management and engineering. So let's set the stage a little bit for everybody who, who Plus is, all right? Um, so can you give a little background on exactly what your company provides and, and when did your company get started? I'd, I'd love to kind of hear that. And I think they'll set the stage for everybody here a little bit. Yeah. So plus is a provider of business management software for the diesel and truck and trailer repair industry. Um, really we cover independent parts repair, fleet maintenance, RV service, truck body upfitting, component rebuilders, remanufacturers, ag, the whole nine yards. We run software for business management and it's end-to-end -end business management for any business in this industry. So specifically point of sale, shop management, time management, labor tracking efficiency, inventory control, purchasing. We have our own dual entry accounting. Everything end-to-end -end to take care of their business seamless with no double entry and you name it. We also work with uh, making sure that we provide solutions for e-commerce and we have integrations with industry vendors and companies, uh, breakdown service, all sorts of stuff in order to service this industry. So, and I think the interesting thing that we were talking about before we started recording is you guys are a lot like me. You're, you're from the industry. You're not, you're, you're not from software companies out in California where, where someone has a great idea and starts building something. So I know, Mike, you, you were actually saying you were actually a customer before you yes. actually started Plus. You want to give a little history there on how, how that all unfolded? So in 2010, I went to run a company called Howard Enterprises. And we purchased the software. They had used the software before and switched to another software. And it, it just didn't work for what we did in point of sale. It was a um, was more towards production. And in point of sale, you want that fast point of sale. You want the sales guys moving quick and moving the parts on. And we took that over in 2010. And we tripled our evidence numbers in three years by putting in our, our inventory control modules and different things and processes that we build and we still do here. Um, after I sold the company in 2013 and 2014, I came here to work as a tech and really enjoyed the people that I've worked with with the software because they made a difference for our company. Uh, since that time, I've worked through as being a tech 
to the CFO and I'm now the president of the company. And we take that approach to making sure we take care of our customers first. Yeah, wide, widespread there are job duties and over over that time period. Uh, and mm-hmm. Todd, what about you? How long have you been there for? And, and what's what's your role inside Plus currently today? So let me start with where the company started and I'll just kind of fit myself in there because I think that's a good story. So the company started in 1984. And so by a guy, Kevin Iverson, he built the software from a need in their family, running a family business with parts and repair, and they needed tooling in order to run the business. Probably something you're familiar with, something I know Mike's familiar with. Um, so they built software to do their job, and they found out that other people in the industry needed software as well, and it started to spin up a small business from that. That progressed over the years, got bigger. They went national as far as not just local businesses they were trying to service. And eventually the company started to grow. At some point in time, they needed more than just family working there and more than just him running the software. So people started to come in. I came to work here in 2000, at the very beginning of 2000. So you're talking like 21 years ago plus, you know, and I came to work as a as a tech and then moved into software development and have worked in software development here at Plus for most of the 21 years. My position today is essentially I'm in charge of anything that happens with technology here. So helping to design and manage the software that we develop and the tooling that we have. So my most of my industry experience comes from that 21 years of servicing this industry and the customers that we service. So you both made the comment how you started with the company as a tech. Can you can you explain what that is? Because I have diesel tech floating around in my mind, but I'm, I'm not quite sure what you mean by that or how that fits into what you do at what you do at Plus. So I started as an accounting tech. So I supported our accounting functions and our point of sale functions. So we teach people, if you if you get our software and you don't understand accounting real well, and we find that a lot in this industry, that someone starts a shop and then it's their spouse or a friend or something that comes in to do the accounting. We teach, I've actually got an accountant on staff that taught college accounting. We'll teach that accounting to it. And that's what we've done since the beginning of it is teach you how to use the accounting system to ensure your profit margins, um, departmentalization of your financial statements and different things. We take that all the way through for you and set that up. So each chart of account is customized to what you want and can be departmentalized. But we have on staff in-house every day, accounting people that came from running businesses or from the accounting field to support those accounting questions to ensure you get the best service you can get. And over the years, most of the positions in the company that service our customers are people from the industry or people with experience or people who we've put a lot of investment in training to make sure that they really understand the industry. So we have... Throughout the years, we've had service writers, parts managers, um, automotive salespeople. We've had uh, co- very competent IT people who've run their own businesses. You know, all of the technical positions, whether we're doing support, we're training, or working with customers, come from a place of knowledge. And it's not just the knowledge that we've helped to train them here in the company. We seek out knowledge from outside in order to bring it in to make sure that we're servicing our customer the best that we can. Because making sure that they're successful at using our tool to help their business is the only way that we stay successful. Well, and I think the crazy thing here, too, that I'm taking away from this is 1984. I mean, I, I first got involved in computers probably late 80s, early 90s, right? So I remember what they were like then. I mean, we were still... You know, there was still floppy disk kind of floating around at that point. And then the three and yeah. a half inch came along. But I mean, modems and internet connectivity weren't a thing back then. 
So, no. so how, 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 yeah, like how, how did it even work back then? Right. Was it just standalone machines? I guess they're not connected to anything and they're just trying to print it on dot matrix printers and, and do that type yeah. of stuff. Send a box of floppies to you. <laughs> well, honestly, for most of the time with our company, we've also sent the box of like hardware too. So most of the existence of plus we've shipped out hardware you would need to run it because that was also hard to determine for businesses. What do I need? Yeah. And then anytime you need a software update back then, we would chip out a pile of disks that they would have to stick in. And if something went wrong, you'd chip another pile of disks. In the early 2000s, when you had started to see connectivity, you know, start to come up and we were able to eventually migrate after, you know, 15 years of sending out disks and, and having a really hard time of, of managing updates for companies, especially as, as you add more customers, technology changed. And products like PC anywhere where you could dial up and like get yeah. connected to someone's computer. That was a game changer for us back then, you know. It was and still dial-up. Yeah. <laughs> and and even the, we built software that would let their systems dial up to get updates. And then as as things changed and it became easier to build technologies on the infrastructure from the internet, it was we were able to build really, really high-end fast update patching tools even early on to make sure that it was easy for our software to update so you know i'm here at diesel laptops and we're trying to transition to a software company right and i always tell people like i'm just a dumb truck guy trying to trying to help solve people solve problems but i mean you got you guys were there in the beginning and and i get it internet came along and, and dial up dial-ups came along game changer as, as, as mike said there then the internet came along and, and that stuff kind of went away and um, and as you were saying, you were sending out servers and on-premise devices, and then technology keeps changing, though, right? So now you get into cloud computing, and people are storing stuff in AWS. I know the I know the the building I bought here was owned by a bank before, and literally there's there's a room the size of most people's living rooms where they just had racks and racks and separate AC units and all these things for for servers. And then we move in here, and we have like you know two 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 U racks, you know, just like four inches of rack space stored up and everything else in the cloud nowadays. So as a company, how have you, how have you handled that? Because it's, it's the constant transition. Technology moves fast. Your customers ask for new things, new competitors come in. How do you, how do you stay ahead as an organization of, of all the technology changes that are coming along? You got to look at what the customer's real needs are. What's really critical to their business and how does their business operate? And because of that, like we've been through the same transition. So we've gone through where we ran everything out of this place, all the servers, everything, all the everything our customers connected to, got downloads, came out of this building. We're pretty fireproof now. Like everything is outside of the building. You could light this building on fire. Everyone can go home, work from their home offices. Everyone set up to do it. And we would start up tomorrow morning and run like nothing ever changed. And so we, we've done well personally adapting to that. It's not as easy for our customers and it's not always necessarily as necessary. So we still sell on-premise boxes and we also offer our software in a cloud-hosted environment. And it's because of trying to match what customers need, there's companies who can't, they can't, and a lot of companies can't suffer downtime. And when you're, when you've got 10 guys, 20 guys at each counter line deep trying to buy parts and you have an internet blip and you suddenly can't sell sell your tools or can't sell your, your parts, those companies can't deal with that. So we have, we still offer our software as on-premise and we offer it as a cloud host environment so that we can be flexible. So you can run it in your browser, you can run it on your desktop and we offer as many solutions as you can. And looking forward at technology, we feel that whether you're mobile first or your desktop first or your cloud first, 
that building in that type of those choices for our customers is critical to how we see the future of technology. I don't think we're going to get shoehorned into one of those areas and say, this is the only thing that we're in. Even if we rebuild all of our tech going down the road, from my perspective, my vision would be that I could still have a cloud first technology that would still run local on their desktops if they need to, and they don't have to worry about downtime. And the same thing goes within the field, in the mobile. You know, if I'm 100% internet-based and cloud-based and I don't have a mobile-first perspective, then what happens when I don't have internet connectivity and I'm in the middle of, of dealing with an OTR breakdown and I've got to service it out there, I got to take information, I got to put pictures on, I've got to do all this stuff. If I'm not really thinking about mobile as its own platform and doing a good job of integrating that with my cloud and, and critical business infrastructure, then am I really servicing mobile well? Yeah, I mean, that's the big change we're seeing on the diagnostic side, too, is the mobile thing. You know, we built our whole company on buying these big, heavy, rugged laptops that that hook up and do diagnostic tools. And all of a sudden now we're like, man, we can almost do that with a, that computer in our pocket and a little, a little piece of hardware in a, in a totally different way. So it's it's really a game changer with, with all these things. So I, I'd like to talk more about your product to kind of give everyone kind of an idea of, of what you offer. Um, can, can you talk a little bit about, you know, where do you guys fit in? Are you, are you, are you with like, Hey, we want, we want companies that have multiple locations and, and do all these things and sell parts and, and repair trucks and do mobile operations, or are you did more towards, Hey, we're just trying to help out that single guy with one shop and a couple of technicians or, or everywhere in between. Where do you guys position yourself in the marketplace? I think one of the things that differentiate this is the modular part of our program. We can take on an entry-level guy that's never done any computing with a base-level package and have them up and running in five hours of training and use our product wonderfully. Or we can take on, what do you think, the largest size that we were going through there? Well, we've got, like, so, yeah, we've got customers that have up to 100 employees, you know, and we've got companies that have multiple locations, five, six locations, Mm -hmm. like branches of parts distributor, we have parts distributor that has six locations, one of the bigger ones, you know, that, and they've got 52 users of the software within their business itself, not to mention the other employees who aren't technically users of the software. And so pretty wide variety of companies and and people and how they utilize it. But the, our ideal target, what would you say would be probably 20 to 30 employees, few bays, I mean, there's really no size we can't handle. It's more so what does the business owner want? Are they looking to grow this? And then we match them up with the best part of our programs. The nice thing about the modularity of it is you come on with just what you need. So you're not paying for a big package to not use half of it. So then you can upgrade and go through the training and, and use the program the best way it's meant to be used. So you mentioned the modularity. I, I'm assuming, I, you know, I hate to make assumptions here, but I'm assuming there's like a base, like you mentioned, there's a base one, I guess, that kind of gives you like core functionality. Yep. Um, can you kind of talk about like what that what that core functionality is and then like kind of what are the what are the packages or what are the add-ons that, that kind of get bolted onto that? I'm assuming that's kind of how it works. Our base package, and you can come in as a single user for under a hundred bucks mm-hmm. on our base package, hundred bucks a month. And you have point of sale, inventory, customers, vendors, you have uh, accounts receivable. I can, and, make, I can make work orders and, and do that. Yeah, work thing. orders. Yeah. And, and inventory control. Uh, okay. That's the big thing in our market is the lack of inventory control functions. Yep. 
So, so if you if you have maybe you already use your QuickBooks user or you're still doing accounting on your pen and paper and you just need something to run the shop, our base package is a good place for anyone who just needs to manage their shop and their inventory extremely well. And our that's it's built specifically for the industry. So when it comes to work orders, invoicing, and inventory, that's what we do best. If I had to figure out what features that we have specialized in that makes us very industry specific, I would start there with our base package because it was built for this industry and has continued to be built by this industry through the needs of what our customers have needed for over 30 years. So it sounds like you get a lot with that base package. So what are like the common add-ons that that people usually kind of move into then from there? Shop time manager is a big one that we use, um, really controlling the downtime of your techs, tracking all of the time, what is production, what is idle time. So you can really maximize the profits on that. Um, the accounting module add-on with our start of accounts. We also have a QuickBooks integration for people that really like the QuickBooks. But when you get into our accounting on the Google Entry Accounting System, and I can departmentalize your financial statements. So we can break down all of your profit centers in your business and set all the expenses that go with each one to ensure you're profitable in each part of your company. A lot of times when you can break that down for people, our financials will break it down to you even to the hour. So you can see what is the cost for each individual per hour on that. Um, that's been a really popular module when we go through and we teach that to people. Yeah, We have electronic document management to make the streamline and, and make things paperless in their systems that can be added on. Um, we've got We've got a, a great customer portal that allows customers to pay and view invoices online to get access and see like the, the job status of jobs in progress. A lot of stuff, there's, there's tons of modules that start to, to, to help the customer upgrade. They can come in real easy with just managing the core aspects of their business. And then as they grow and their needs and, and their, their, their uh, sophistication grows of what they need, and they learn more about their business, then we've got something to keep them going as they as their business improves. But so our, preventative maintenance is, a, is another revenue generator for people. Yeah. Um, so as we go through that, that's a very popular. We've got a really wonderful preventative maintenance. Fleet management is, or fleet maintenance is a big part of our industry. It's a big part of what our customers do. And it's an area that we service pretty well as well. So the preventative maintenance module, like Mike was talking about for us, is a is a core piece that people add on right away for a lot of companies within industry. So I'd say probably pretty close to half of our customers are utilizing fleet maintenance module. Yeah, no, I, I really like the model where you have that kind of hey, this is this is all unique. That is the problem with a lot of these software programs that are out there, not just in your competitors, but across the industry as a whole. Where it's well, it's this much a month. I'm like, well, I don't want all that. I only want this little core thing over here. And like, well, you got to buy the whole the whole thing in order to do that. So it's a very similar model we're taking with our diesel repair and some of our other our other platforms as well. And we've done all that. We've sold the dream and tried to give you all of it up front and whatnot. And then the end result is, is that you have too much. Yeah. And you don't need it yet. And you're paying for something that isn't necessarily servicing your business and your focus isn't in the right place. And so we found that helping people be successful was actually get the price down, right? Yeah. Get the tooling down to just what they need. And then as they need it, we have a the whole department called our customer success department whose job is to stay in touch with you guys, see how the customer's businesses are growing, keep in communication with them. And when they need something, because all of a sudden their business is expanding and they have additional needs, they're asking questions, we can align them with the right product features to upsell so that they can get more out of their business. And it's good for us too. 
the other piece you mentioned earlier was the training part of it. I know when we sell our kits, we try to encourage people, hey, do the training. We, we, we I mean, we pounded into them, right? Like, hey, you bought the, bought the kit. Great. Sign up for a training class. Come to a training class. Do the videos. All these things. And then we always find out when people aren't happy with their products, they're the people that never did the training and they're the people that never called them when they had a problem, right? Yeah. It's, it's all, that, That's what it always is. Um, so how is it in your experience? I mean, you mentioned like about five hours. Is that is that honestly all it really takes to learn a whole new platform to get going? So you're looking at that, depending on what modules you get. And we work with a lot of people in those training because I want you to use the software well. So we discount that training dramatically to make sure that you can get in and get trained correctly. Um, we actually go a step farther than that. You can't buy the software without the training, period, because you're not going to be happy with it. You're not going to get the full usage out of it, and then you're going to be disgruntled and, and not successful with it. And we want you to see all the good sides of it. So we'll cover a lot of the training costs for people to get them in and going to make sure that they use it correctly and the best that it can be used. For us, it's a good investment, too. Like working with them, figuring out how to get packages set up that'll work for them and at a price that'll work for them, because we know the same thing you know. Right. So we need customers to be sticky and to stick with it. We know they're going to love our software. We know we can do well in their business. But a lot of times it does hinge on how well we can train them mm -hmm. so that they can really be successful with the tools that they have. So like Mike said, it's not really an option. Mm -hmm. And so because we've been down that road. Yeah, you're very similar to us where usually the decision maker, the one writing the check for the diagnostic tool is not the guy using the tool. And then, then, then he gets it and he just hands it to his guys. And, you know, then it, you know, it, it goes, it can go wonky really quick in, in situations like that. So it's a lot of prepping the customer like, hey, these are the things you need to do in order to be successful with this. I'm, I'm sure you guys go through the a very, very similar thing over there as well. So we do a whole course structure. We can take the customer end to end. At five hours to 25 hours, we've got a range of training and training packages depending on the size of companies when they're coming on and how much stuff that they need and the modules that they have. And it's done by the same professionals that we talked about. All these people are industry people or people who've been trained in this industry specifically to know this stuff. Real live accountants with crazy experience are stepping in to help you understand how to use the tools to make your business better. So I got to ask this question, because again, there are a lot of similarities here. We're both serving the same customer, just, just in different different avenues here. And one of the challenges we have is we bring employees in, whether it's sales or tech support or customer service or, or whatever, warehousing, they don't know anything about a truck at all, right? They've never seen one. They've never sat in one. And we have to educate them and help train them. And, and we do all these things. How, how do you guys do it? Because I've got to assume you kind of have a very similar problem unless you keep pulling people out of your customers to, to come work for you guys. If, if I had my druthers, I would always hire someone from the industry or I'd hire someone with business experience. Business it does, experience is key. I think that's even more so than, than market experience because if you've ran a business, especially in the accounting support, if you've ran a business, you understand what those monthly struggles are, close in the month and how to do that. You can help the customers understand why these processes need to happen so they have clean books. That's one of the things you always run into with people of, how much inventory do you have? Well, I'm not really sure how much inventory I have, or it's about $2 million. That's a lot of abouts. Um, <laughs> so we like to make sure we teach them how to planogram their, their inventory layout and how to, to put the fast moving, the slow moving items and where to do with that and how to maximize that with what they do. So new customers that are coming, new customers that are coming on, are, are these are these people that are just literally using pen and paper and old school in it? Or is it people that have somebody else are unhappy? Like what, what, what do you commonly see coming into as new customers when you onboard people? Everything under the sun. We, we've got the guy that comes in that just started his shop 
and has no employees and just wants an invoice. And we say, no problem, we can get you in with that. Then we have companies that come to us that have several locations. Um, I think our, our monthly recurring billing ranges from about $80 a month to over 6,000 a month. So it is, it is every size that you could want in there. And well, we have something for every size customer. That's the great thing about it is wherever you're at, we can jump right in with you and help you be more successful with it. Yeah. We do see those mom and pop shops who've been in the industry for a decade and still on pen and paper though. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's, there's definitely a, a lot of variation in the amount of sophistication that cost companies have when it comes to technology today and all of them have needs. And sometimes you have to even still educate them on why that they need that. But, but it, there is just a broad variety. It's, we still on a regular basis, I'd probably say, you know, we're, we're talking to customers probably every month that have never been on a, on a, on a computerized system. Yeah. We see similar stuff too on the diagnostic side where people are like, yeah, I need to buy one of these new computer things. I'm like, man, these, these aren't new. It's been going on for 20 years in our industry, but they've been just, you know, trying to avoid it and avoid it and avoid it. And I think that that pain point finally gets so bad where they're kind of like, okay, I got to jump in and I, I got to figure this out. And I can't imagine running a shop. I was a service manager. I just can't imagine running a shop not being able to keep track of my inventory, my technician's time, my productivity, my efficiency. I mean, those those things. Such a big difference these days. And especially like yeah. what you just mentioned, when it comes to saving time and money, the productivity and efficiency, being able to track that, to know exactly how much it's costing you to do this and knowing the difference between what it's costing you and what you're charging so you can maybe adjust your rates, know if you're making money or not on every single job anytime, understanding that parts cost. You can't do that without technology. It's just too hard. Yeah. And for anyone listening to this that that doesn't know what I mean, if you run a shop or maintenance operation, you don't know what I mean when I'm saying productivity and efficiency and, and inventory turns and, and all these things. Mm -hmm. You got to figure that out, right? It, it is an important part if you want to stay in business and keep competing because what I see in the industry is this, this big change towards dealers are getting more and more aggressive with getting repair work in the shops. They have technology coming off the trucks now that's giving data back to dealers and OEMs on what's wrong and what's broken on these things. There's more computers on them. There's more wiring on them. Electrification's coming. Things are getting more complicated and you got to really figure out your shop, just not from like the knowledge standpoint, but how you manage and load that shop and, and get through business and, and do all those things. So do you, yeah, I was going to ask. It is, it is. I mean, you, 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 I, I don't know how you stay in business doing pen and paper and, and be profitable and do those things. I mean, maybe if you're like a one person operation, you just kind of manage your account, your, your business from your checking account level, maybe you can get by, but any scale up at all, it, it's, it's, it's tough out there and you got it. You got to have the right tools in the toolbox to do the job and having a shop management software is definitely one of those tools. Makes a huge difference. If you're the pen and paper guy today and you don't know how much it's taking you to do that job, you don't know whether you're profitable or not on it. The guy across the street does. The guy across the street's using your tools, right? He's using your diagnostic technology to shorten the time from how much it works. He might be billing the same flat rate labor you are, right? But his business is operating fast. He's using technology to figure it out quick. He knows he's making money and he's getting the job out faster and he's, he's adding more in there. So he's taking home more and he's killing, he's eating your lunch. The guy across the street is eating your lunch. And the only thing way you can compete with that is to have the right technology. 
Yeah, I think a lot of times people look at like, man, how can the guy do that job for that price? And a lot of times it's because they just know what they're doing and they got the right resources to do it efficiently versus the guy that's like, I, I don't understand. So it's, it's a very important thing you do at the end of the day. And I guess the other piece I, I'd love to talk about is the fact that we have some integration stuff going between diesel laptops and, and plus. Yep. So can you can you talk a little bit about that? Obviously, we're, we're in it for the same reasons, right? We're trying to help these companies service them. We see a good, a lot of overlap and we've talked. So you're trying to help them using your tooling to make their job more efficient. We're using our tooling to do the same thing. And there's a, there's a, there's a great piece of overlap in their business workflow. So if they've got a breakdown and you're using your diagnostics, they need to get that information onto a work order. They need to take that information on the work order and figure out how long the job's going to take, which you've got data for. We need to be able to bill for that accurately in our system, make sure that we're keep, our, our efficiency is high, and we need to be able to purchase and sell and put the right parts on the order. And sometimes it's just figuring out, is this the right vehicle and what are the right items for this vehicle? We started with you guys with knowing that we needed to have a, a good Vindicoder built into our system. Our customer has been asking for it for some time. We've been looking at how we wanted to do that. And I think that for us, it was finding a partner that we could say, all right, we need at least one high-end data source that we trust that's gathering good information in real time right now from businesses in order to do this and to leverage something like that. So working with your company to say, okay, where's our primary data set coming from and start to be able to say, this is where we're going for VIN data so that when our customers need it, like in the workflow we're talking about, if they're on a work order and they put in a VIN number, right? And they need to be able they can, instead of filling out all that detail for the unit and make sure that's accurate, it's always on there the same way. Our, our VIN decoder will use your data to automatically fill in all that data on in the business system for them. So they don't have to go through and fill in all the fields. It's accurate every single time. And we just that one piece today for us is a good entry point into saying like, what's the future look like? How can we integrate types of tooling that you have, the data that you're collecting, the data that we're collecting, make it into a homogeneous environment where that customer's workflow is easy all the way across. And they're not doing a lot of double entry. They're not taking the data from your system, typing it into ours or vice versa. It'd be nice. The, the goal is to have that be seamless for these customers, again, so that they can be extremely competitive, make less mistakes, track accurately, put the right parts on the order. Like all... And anyone who's in the industry knows that these are all problems. They're all, whether you're on pen and paper or you're in software. If I'm, if I'm typing things and I'm making mistakes, I'm typing stuff and it's taking time. Yeah, I and mean, we're really excited to be able to do that. Do that with your organization because that Vindicoder is really the heart of it. At the end of the day. Uh, we have a new tool coming out really soon where we can take a VIN and show you what filters you need for that vehicle and mm -hmm. the ability to cross-reference them to aftermarket to other alternatives. It drives to the remove and replace instructions. We have a recall tool looking coming up as well and technical service bulletin tool coming up and remove and replace. And, like there's so many things that just tie off of that. And that's really the, the core, the core, the core piece of, of repair information is like what what vehicle do you have? And you have to you have to do that piece right. And having that in your workflow in the business and having it tied in the right places is critical. And it's honestly what the industry needs, right? So having that type of tooling at the right moment and just like what you're talking about is exactly what the industry needs. Yeah. I think you know, when we look at this, um, Todd's really my technical guy and knows all that technical and it mixes well with what you do. But one of the other things that really drew us to this relationship was your belief in doing right by your customers. 
Um, that's one of the big things we are at is that if we do right by our customers, we do right by our employees, and we just try to do the right thing, no matter if it's harder, but it is a better result. We find that our customers come out of it so far ahead of what they would be. So I mean, that was a big draw for us was just the culture that you've created matches really close to what we believe in how to run a company. Yeah. And, you know, and where I get that from is working at dealerships and, and talking to people and seeing all the problems they have. And I'm like, man, these are all totally solvable problems if people just put things together the right way. But you have company A doing one piece, company B doing another piece and C and D and none of them are talking and they're trying to compete. And I'm like, you know what? We can do this in a much better way over here. So we'll see if we get to our end game. But, you know, we, we really feel people should be able to diagnose and figure out the parts they need to buy very, very quickly within minutes, not, not hours or days that sometimes is spent in that repair environment and diagnostic procedure. So. And people are asking for that. Yeah. I've had big companies call us and ask, do you have this data? Can you drill down to this data? How do you, is it in your system? What can you do? And there's a demand for that that needs to be filled that I think the right partnerships and people all working in the same direction to provide that for customers well, is going to service the industry extremely well. Yeah. And this industry is changing quick. Like, I, we're, I mean, we're already working on other companies are like the pronostic side of it, right? Like before there even is a problem and advanced scheduling, advanced parts, you know, it's just, it's a really crazy time to be alive to see how fast this whole flywheel is spinning. I feel like it's going faster and faster and faster, which, which is great. I'm enjoying right. the ride. Hopefully I don't get thrown off. No, but I think you hit the key to that or what got you where you were was the listening, listening to what the customer yeah. base needed and not trying to provide what you wanted you're providing what they need. And, and that's a big difference in business idea of developing something and throwing it out there and see what happens versus listening to what your customers need and providing what they deem to be successful, not what we deem to be successful. Every time we come up... Yeah, I was say, every time we come up with a new tool, a customer, you know, our employees are like, oh, that was a great idea. I'm like, wasn't my idea. We totally got that from a customer that, that complained about something. That's how right. our software came to be. And that's how our software continues to be. We don't have a think tank of Silicon Valley nerd sitting over here in a room figuring out how to fix the automotive and heavy duty aftermarket. We're listening to the aftermarket businesses and saying, all right, what do you need? And then looking at it across the whole and say, is this a value to our customer base? And if it is, that's what we put on our schedule to build. It's hundred percent about the need and it's about the broad need. Yeah. So it was just funny. Just, just a couple of weeks ago, a customer comes to us and this is probably similar to how you guys do your preventive maintenance stuff, but we have all these, these maintenance tables, right? How often you should have to do stuff and you have to kind of pick like year make model. And then we show a PDF and a customer's like, why can't I just put my VIN in and my miles? You tell me what I need to do next. And we're like, yeah, yeah, we could do that. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a great idea. We'll, we'll do that. You know, we just, you know, you don't, you have to get that feedback. And I think that's what a lot of businesses miss. And I'll, I'll even go back to the repair shops. When I was a service manager and we actually started doing surveys, like phone surveys, like, hey, how was your experience here? I mean, there were some brutal comments we got, but it all ended up being great stuff. And a lot of times it led into, re, you know, fixing a relationship before it got damaged, uh, found more service work out of it. And the fact of the matter is nobody else was calling their customers to see if they were happy with their service besides us. So it set us apart from everybody. So it really ended up helping. So again, another pro tip for anyone out there, mobile maintenance, repair shops, software, Talk to your customers, ask them what they think about you. You will find and out quickly. To understand. Yeah. Listen to understand what they're saying, not to respond or to change their point of view, but yeah. listen to truly understand what it is. I mean, so easy it is to you hear something that's different than what you're used to hearing. So you immediately want to counter that with, well, because of this, this, and this. Yeah. Taking that information, have an assumption of goodwill with them and, and listen to what they really need. 
because sometimes we're not the best communicators in our market. Yeah, hundred hundred percent agree. It's you know, and our industry too. I I don't know how it is for you guys on your side, but our side it takes a long time for them to adapt change, and that's that's really one of the most difficult things we see across the parts and the repair space. But we're we're all getting there, um, and you know, kind of kind of one of the other last questions I wanted to ask you guys. Any, any new features you came out recently with that you want to talk about or any new stuff on the horizon? Any Anything in that vein that you feel like is worth mentioning at this point? So our company's gone through some transitions um, and that leads into some software changes. So we went from being a sole proprietorship years ago to uh, we did an employee buyout, essentially, established an ESOP. We were completely employee-owned here for some years. And then we recorded by another company and found a really great deal. And now we're owned by a payment processing entity. This was a, it's an area that we've spent a lot of time in over the years because payments and streamlining payments is very important for our customers as part of that business drive. The We've started to build new software surrounding that in our for our market. And part of what we're doing today is a lot when it comes to mobile payments. So we just came out with a new very like fully integrated mobile payment solution. So it's a little different than the payment solutions that are out there right now within our application. You can have like an Android phone that knows what your work order is, knows what the stuff that you're working on in the field. And you can bill for that directly. And it goes back to the core business system, whether that's in the cloud or it's on premises and no dual entry there too. So all that stuff's automated into the business system so that mobile payments while you're in the field is just as easy as payments when you're in the brick and mortar business. And it's just one step into where we're going with trying to, again, have that mobile first type of perspective about how do we service them doing every aspect. So that these guys who are going to be working in fleets in the field, working on mobile vehicles, because it's such a big part of our industry now, we're building technology in order to service that with that as a business perspective which is going to be totally different than what we're doing. So it's a, it's a great entry point into that to say, okay, well, payments tied into our work management. Now, how do we progress that to be something better when it comes to that mobile infrastructure? And that's part of what we're looking at. Yeah. We've also got some tooling coming out. And this is one that we're at a point now because we're, we're really close that we can do some advanced marketing on. And that, that comes down to our preventative maintenance. So our preventative maintenance module we've had for a number of years we are advancing it to start to include a lot of communications. So we have automated communications to the customers coming out where similar to what you see in automotive where you're paying third-party independent services for, we've got automated communications in our business system now to where it will send text messages and emails and notify those customers in advance of services when the services are due and after the services are due. And if our customers have our advanced features like our customer portal, they can be drawn back to their website. They can go back in the same place where they're used to paying their bills. They can see those PMs, see what PMs are due, see all the upcoming services. They can schedule the services right there in order to drive that business back to our customers and to make sure that those, those, those fleets and those businesses don't forget, right? So critical that they don't miss a PM. They don't miss that. And for our customers, it's keeping business coming back to them. If they have the tooling that can take care of that, it's less effort for them. It's more revenue for them and everybody wins. So I'll say this. I was a service manager at a large OEM dealership group. We were paying one of those big boy software providers hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. And I was a service manager and I was like, 
I just want to have our customers notified when they need an oil change or a DOT inspection. Yeah. And we couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't do it. <laughs> I'm like, how are we spending three, four, five hundred thousand dollars a year? And I can't even go tell my customers when they need to come into the shop next. And we're trying to buy add-on software and manually do stuff. And here you are saying, oh, we're gonna have something like that, you know, through your platform. So it it's <laughs> great to see you guys keep innovating, keep finding new solutions. The mobile one makes total sense as well goes right back to, hey, let's make it simple. Let's make it easy for people to use our platform and conduct business. And what I kind of heard you say there too is, man, we open that door and all of a sudden there's three more doors of opportunity for us to go as a company to do these other, these other things. So it, it's really great to see. So if somebody wants to get a hold of, a hold of you guys, I, I don't know if you guys do demos or talk to people through it or how do they do it? If they're listening to this, they're interested in checking you out, where, where do they go and, and how, does it, how does it work? Go to plus.net. So go to our website right there on every page. You can click a download link or do a demo. And that's what we do. So we have people ready who work with customers to help align what they need. We do product demos. It's the number one way that we communicate and sell the product. We love to get our hands on working side by side with the customer, letting them see exactly how it would fit their business, aligning the modules, showing them how they work in real time. So they can make sure that it's a software for them. And so absolutely go to our website. It's the best way to get started. And from there, it's really easy to find us. So Mike, Todd, I just want to say again, thank you for coming on, spending some time talking to us. I know you listed out the website there. For those in the audio, it's P-L-U-S-S. There's two S's in there, .net. And they have a great platform. We've tried it out. We're integrated with them. I think you'll be seeing more stuff hopefully in the future with between us and Plus. We're really excited about the future and where things are going. So as we end every episode, it's not just diagnostics, it's diagnostics done right. And part of that's having a great shop management system. You gotta have that piece of the puzzle as well. So thank you for everybody watching on YouTube. Thank you everybody for listening everywhere podcasts are. It's been a great show. And gentlemen, thank you again. It's been a pleasure. Thanks Tyler, thank it's been fun. We appreciate you having us on here. Thank you.